Game three of the Western Conference first round. Suns travel to the Staples Center, to L.A., have their first road playoff game uh, in nearly 11 years, and it looked like it. The Suns were defeated pretty handily by the Lakers by a final score of 109-95. to Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Suns Jam, slash, jam Session slash Sun Solar Panel, a solar jam session, if you will. I'm going to bring everybody into the party. Welcome aboard. Uh, Suns lose, guys. We're calling this a party? I thought this was a group therapy session. I think it's more of a, it's going to be a bitch session. Okay. Well, that works too. <laughs> Throwing it out there. So good. Hey, how's everyone doing? Yeah, but about as uh, well as the Suns offense. Not great there, Matt. Oh, are you going to miss every shot you take tonight, Espo? Oh, I did in college and high school, so why would I stop Ooh. now? <laughs> I did bring the hot blonde, though, so we're good. Yes. Okay, we have yeah. a hot blonde once again in the background. It's a tradition here on the solar jam session or the solar bitch session that we're going to have tonight. Uh, but welcome, everybody, who is joining us, whether you're watching along live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. We do appreciate that you're taking the time out to join us after that devastating loss by the Phoenix Suns in Game 3. My name is John, a.k.a. at Darth Voida. I'm joined by Matthew Lissy, Dave Esposito, or Dave Esposito, Greg Esposito. <laughs> Esposito. God, insult tonight. Greg, Greg King. Greg King and Saul, I'm an Idaho bookman. See, this is why you got to do the intros of the people, Dave or Espo. You're so much better at this. Stop confusing me and Dave. It's the beard, man. If anybody should be confused for Dave, I think outside of the skin color, it should be me because I have the gray beard just like he does. <laughs> yeah, I still have some. I got plenty. I, I have no gray in here. What are you talking about? I'm black. Same. You're white, Dave. That's the only confusion there should be. <laughs> I don't. There's no there's confusion wrong. about oh, that. That's well, just a legit fact. <laughs> it's science. Well, on that note, uh, I'm going to welcome everybody and remind it's everybody. Yeah, that's that, true. That, that, that if you are is science, if, if this is correct. Good uh, Lord. If you are watching on YouTube, please smash the like button while you're here. You can become an elite jamster or a flaming baller simply by kick, clicking the join button or following the link in the description. Feel free to donate to the show via the super chat uh, to help me with uh or to get both dave and saul a little bit of that just for men in the beard it'll, it'll help greatly right. so they can have beautiful beards like i have as well that, working man. on and whatever matthew's got going I'm on, on natural. let's let's turn this into a competition tonight let's see who can get the the highest uh super chats tonight whether, all right game on yeah the highest jamsters if you're whatever watching, that means i'm all for it dude jamsters if you're watching on on that youtube channel donate there uh, Flaming Ballers, if you're on our channel, donate there. Let's see who can get the highest amount of Super Ooh. Chats tonight because why the hell not? There's not a lot else positive going yeah. on. And so. whoever wins gets to keep that blonde behind you. Yes. Oh, hey, for all blonde. the people who are just joining the show for the first time ever, what in the hell is a Super Chat? Yeah. Super Chat's that little money button that you have in the chat on YouTube that you can donate to the show so we can utilize it to buy cool things like merchandise and stickers to hand out to our jamsters and our flamey ballers when we go for our live podcast shows like the one that we'll be doing this upcoming Sunday. Yeah, the, that a good the enough one answer? last one maybe for the season. Probably, most likely, <laughs> hopefully not. It was a good run. Oh, Lord. Ouch. Well, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the intro real quick, but 
is anybody drinking a beer? Am I going to be drinking alone? Where are you doing this from, Saul? Is this I like a, a resort or something like crack, that? Crack them nah. if you got them, gentlemen. I'm, oh, in, the right. oh, in, the I'm in the middle Log of nowhere, Idaho. That's right. Lissy, are you going to use the Invisalign to uh, pop that bad oh. boy open? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just take it out and crack it. Thanks for reminding me I have them in. I Let's forgot see. they're in there. Oh. I've got the Joy Bus Wow Week from Four Peaks Brewing. I'm going to be popping open tonight. So, Jamsters, Flaming Ballers, if you're in the chat, drink them if you got them. I've got the know. patented cup with the plastic around it. Is that cool? I'm, that I'm is, drinking uh, the Tears of Suns fans this evening. Crack them. <laughs> Let's talk about this son's loss to the Los Angeles Lakers. Cheers. The Phoenix Suns go to Los Angeles and just play really really poorly unfortunately and uh i think there's gonna be plenty that we're gonna talk about on this podcast real quick a shout out to uh, tree nugs suns break my heart but the sun's jam session breaks my bank account and we got mm. bailey lyons 25 dollars <laughs> depression <laughs> donating to depression right here so who's whose account uh, was the 25 dollars too was that yours I, that was or? us baby that, that was, was us. That you? how do you that tell the us. difference it's the red. color. We're in the oh, lead, red. boys. Okay. What sun solar panels. Should have used that on a five. To five. That cures depression. Just that, like the suns are down by twenty. Here we go. That, that gives me depression. So, uh, who wants to go first? Where should we start? Uh, oh. let, 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 let's all. All right. He's he's coming to us from Idaho, one of the most beautiful states in the nation. I or- think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's there. But uh, is it Saul, Oregon or Idaho? I have Containers. no idea. Idaho. He's in Idaho. Okay. Oh, we're gonna do the on the beach. Oh, oh, let it go. Like, yeah. So, okay. A couple things. First of all, Chris Paul just needs to stop playing. Period. He's no help to the team. He was minus twenty tonight. Uh, he's clearly not effective when he's on the floor. Get him out. Like until he's one hundred percent healthy, get him out. Because if the mid range isn't there on a consistent basis, then he really does nothing for this team. Because because the Lakers have proven that they could just sag off of him and put a hand up and. He's not going to make those shots. It looked like maybe he was going to get things going a little bit at the beginning of the game. It was just much more of the same. He's clearly not effective. Get him out. Second thing, uh, Mikhail Bridges. Yes, he's gone to MIA, but I also largely blame that uh, on a little bit on Monty because I feel like he should have put him in a position in game two to play a little bit more especially when you got my man Jay Crowder going over everything or one for 900,000. Like, dude, what is the benefit? Yes, he's physic- He's a little bit more physical and a little bit bigger body to play against LeBron James. I get that. But there's been times when Jay Crowder has been in the game and LeBron has been on the bench and there's no need for it. There's absolutely no need for it. Like, it, it, listen, f- by all accounts, we might lose this series or we will lose the series, whichever way you want to look at it. What's the point of playing Jay Crowder uh, at that at key points points of time when they're down by fifteen to twenty no. and they're not making a run? You can't play the kids for the future in your freaking playoff series when you're tied one one and you're just now when you're going down, down by fifteen and you got no shot in the f- third and fourth quarter. Yeah, you can. You're not playing for the future at that point. No, you should have played Tory Craig. That's the guy you should have turned to earlier. I mean, it's a he's the guy that that can play the defense, can shoot the three. Uh, he's basically what you're hoping to get from Crowder at a slightly less 
uh, talented level, but Crowder has been terrible. I blame a lot of this game on Monty Williams and the lack of adjustments, right? If you have nothing, why don't you go deeper into that bench? We talk about the depth, right? Where's Langston yeah. Galloway? Bring in an irrational confidence guy who's proven he can drop seven, nine points in two minutes because he gets hot and try it. Because you had nothing to lose tonight, and you didn't try anything to really resuscitate we, this uh, this uh, offense. But this we, team, we, this we, is the no. But okay, we talked ahead, about so. we t- we talked about uh, you know before the series started. I said, don't let uh, you should be the ones that are, are inflicting the tempo and the pace to the Lakers, not the other way around. And part impose of that will. is, is and, yeah, impose your will. Thank you. And, and part of that is you use your depth and your bench like nobody else in the league. And then we get to the playoffs and you think that just because the norm is to shrink your bench, that you have to do it too. And it's absolutely come back to bite the suns in the butt, especially considering the fact what is, what is going on with Chris Paul? Absolutely. Well, they shouldn't have played Chris Paul. And that's what you said. Saul. it's just, and that's right. I mean, Jesus, this is money's money's trust in his people, his, his faith in his people is really, really being tested. I mean, my God, you can't play Chris Paul so many minutes and you cannot play, keep playing Jay Crowder so many minutes. You've got to put like a Tory Craig in there. You've got to put, I, I, I mean, I, I question the Lansing, Langston Galloway. I love the guy personally, great guy and all that, but the Duke would get shredded on defense against this. Yeah, but it team. didn't matter. Everybody's everybody was getting shredded, shredded on defense. Yeah, everybody was. No, during I, the I, third I, quarter, wait, go hold ahead. on. Go ahead, go ahead. Can I say something? All right. During the third mm. quarter. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Go ahead, Dave. Go ahead, guys. No, go ahead. Go ahead. During the third quarter. Sorry. During the third quarter, the Suns got shredded on defense, but during the first two quarters, they uh, they were playing really hard on defense. The Lakers only had the 43 points at half. If you put Langston Galloway in there early, like we were looking for substitutions at that time, Galloway wouldn't have, uh, you know, you can't guarantee just because he made shots on one end or put up shots on one end uh, that he was going to be a positive for the game. I'm not, uh, but Torrey Craig has proved himself all year and he's been in the playoffs, successfully mm-hmm. played in the playoffs in prior years. I don't understand the Torrey Craig stuff. And then Frank and, and, and Dario, I know, uh, Espo, you put a tweet out there a little while ago. And are you guys still happy the Suns didn't make a move? I don't know that anyone really didn't want the Suns to make a move. I think people just were accepting, oh, okay, no. they can they still win the if they don't make a move. They can still do this if they don't make a move. I don't think any of us, certainly not on this show, wanted them not to uh, add another big man. But, there but, were some uh, people but, that were but happy. Let, let, let's talk about this, though, okay? So in game two, yes, I acknowledge that. Yeah, they, they could they could have used a big or they could have used somebody that was a little bit more physical down low. In this game, that wasn't that wasn't the problem. It was offense that was completely the problem. They couldn't score for anything. Well, Devin Booker went MIA completely in this game. We'll like, get to Devin we'll, we'll get to Devin Booker in a second, but that wasn't the only thing. Uh, it, I'll go back to what you said, Saul. It was the coaching by Monty. Which team came out of halftime looking prepared to make an adjustment? You know, there's the adjustment from game two to game three. That the sun and and the Suns held their own. You know, DeAndre Ayton was playing out of his mind again. Jay Crowder, uh, although he wasn't playing fantastic uh, offense in any way, shape, or form, was still bodying up LeBron and forcing him to the outside. Both teams went on an 0 for 0 run for like five minutes in the second quarter. It was ridiculous. 
But Frank Vogel went into halftime and made an adjustment. He goes, listen, attack, attack, attack. Stop letting them, allowing the Suns to force you to the outside. Whereas the Suns were okay and content with uh, just taking jumpers and threes. They, they And late in the shot clock, you know, it's almost like we're watching the Suns of the first 16 games when they were 8-8, eight and eight, where they would dribble, 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 wait until there was six seconds left in the shot clock, initiate offense. If the first and only look wasn't there, it's a kick out to three and a bad three-pointer. And you were seeing, and that's when the gap occurred in this game, is when the Suns didn't enact a, a game plan coming out of the half, and the Lakers did, and ultimately the Suns couldn't recover from that because of the smothering defense of the Lakers and their ability to continuously get inside. And you have to have the ability to shoot your way out of that. And campaign tried at the very end, you know, uh, Torrey Craig graded, you know, he tried at the very end, but it was too little too late. And then you had Devin Booker stomping around like the three-year-old that we were afraid that he was going to end up being right, Matthew. Yeah. You know what? The adjustment you're talking about, it's just LeBron James. Hey, LeBron start playing ball. That's what he did in the second (laughs) half. The first half, it was basically like the Suns had opportunities to really go on runs. I mean, they did, of course, Lakers defense long, whatever you want to say, but the Lakers offense was terrible. To turn the ball over, LeBron wasn't doing anything. That was an opportunity in the second quarter really to go up. I know it's just the second quarter, but to get like a 10-point lead or something to give you some momentum going to the second half, because when you're just up by like, the when you're down by the four points, you know LeBron's gonna come out. All of a sudden he's gonna start playing better. That's just LeBron. He has them where they where he wants them. And that's why he came out in the third quarter and did what he did. And he got a little too comfortable too. Like he he does he doesn't act like he's been there before. He really does it on the court when he starts to get it going. And it's it's annoying to watch. That's why I love seeing Jay Crowder on him to try to get into his head a little bit as much as he can. But when you're when you're tied up at the half, dude, the game's over. If you're playing that Lakers team, they're playing god awful. It's not even you're still not even in the lead. It's going to be over because LeBron's going to turn it on. But it's funny that you're saying that. You're talking about Jay Crowder being in in LeBron's head, or at least trying to attempt to get in towards the, the end. Yeah. And towards and they look at the end of the game. Who is in whose head? The Lakers are living rent free. In the mm-hmm. sun's head right now. Absolutely. Devin Booker gets teed up. Jay Crowder. Like, it's just ridiculous. And they're showing no composure whatsoever. Uh, and the, the Lakers know it. The Lakers know it. Like, the the last three minutes of this game, I thought, okay, well, you know, I hate moral victories. You all know that. I even mm-hmm. texted that, like, F a moral victory. <laughs> However, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> at least you could take a few things away from it and move on to the next game. But the way that game ended – it just, it just, you're feeding the beast. You're absolutely feeding the beast. You're letting LeBron and AD know, yeah, we got him. And that's not a good sign. Exactly. John, you brought up an interesting point. You said this feels like the team from those first 16 games where the, where the team went eight and eight. And those were the, the first games where they were trying to get to know Chris Paul, trying to feel that out. Chris Paul wasn't the guy that he became later in the year, which to me says a lot of this has to do with Chris Paul, right? They, Mm -hmm. they are, I feel like they were waiting for him to do what he had done in, in that later part of the season. And they can't do that right now. I Monty didn't have a short enough leash with Chris Paul. I get playing him. You got to see, does he have it right? And he he came out and he hit a few shots in the first, but as it started to become clear that he wasn't the Chris Paul of old, the adjustment should have been made then, right? If this is a chess match, which I feel like a seven-game series 
winds up being with coaches. You've got to make adjustments. you got to shift. Monty didn't do it enough. Uh, going into this game and, uh, as you pointed out, going into the second half, obviously not having your guy who was an MVP candidate is going to have a negative impact on this team. But you have to figure out how to mitigate that, and I just don't feel like they did enough to do that. And, and to Saul's point, Devin Booker didn't show up tonight. The only guy that showed up tonight, uh, you know, on uh, every minute he was in there was DeAndre Ayton. That's yep. it. Nobody else showed up. And you're not going to beat LeBron and AD, even if they're not at full strength, if only one guy shows up. There's, yeah, and that's what two. we talked about last pod, too, is can Booker take over for Chris Paul or is it going to be campaign? Because I think Booker needed to, but he didn't, obviously. Yeah, I think there's two points to make here. I was talking. I was telling uh, Darth Void the other day. Uh, I was sitting courtside and I saw Chris Paul taking warmups, and he got to the three point line right in front of me, and I saw him take a shot from the three point line. It was his first long distance shot, and this is in the middle of the warm. There's like three minutes left to go before we start the game, and he airballed that thing by six feet, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is not a good sign." And he proceeded to have a very bad game and didn't play very well. You could tell he was favoring it, right? I, I, over the last day, I thought, there's no way he could, he's going to play in this game. There's just no way. He does, he, there's just no way. And sure enough, he comes back out and he plays. And at some point, Monty, you got to be the coach. And I know that CP3 is telling you, like, I've been in this situation. I know what I'm doing. I'm a vet. And you want to give him all the rope in the world. But at some point, you got to be the coach and be like, no, this, that's not in the best interest of the team. Campaign is the better option right now. You got to go with that option. And, and we keep talking about Javon or uh, about uh, Langston Galloway, but Javon Carter deserves a shot too. Or each one more. Each one more. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, Javon Carter has proven he can, he can defend and shoot the three, Mm -hmm. which you're sorely missing right now at that position. So, you know, and and then the other thing I was going to say is, you know, I said at the beginning of the season is that if DeAndre Aiden averaged 25 and, and 10 or 25 and 15, then this team would be the number one seed in the West. I said that. Go back and look at it. Now, that didn't happen this year. But what you're seeing right now is the fruits of that lack of labor, okay? The fact that you didn't, that you didn't make DeAndre a focal point on the offensive side of the ball is coming back to hurt you right now because Devin Booker is, is you know in the fourth quarter last game and in this game, he looks tired. He looks a little bit out of sync for whatever reason. And now CP3 is gone. What other option do you have? Mikhail Bridges isn't playing well. DA has been the lone bright spot in all three games for this team. And if you would have fed him and, and, and did a little bit more with him earlier on in the season to develop him as we go along to this point, maybe, maybe uh, we got a little bit of a different situation. And maybe the focal point wouldn't always be on Devin Booker. Uh, they would have to account for DA a little bit more than they already are. Vogel has already said, like, they have to focus more on DA. It's already happening. And if you just did it a little bit more in, in the season, I just think they would place more of an emphasis to free other guys up a little bit more. Well, right now, I don't think it matters, though. I mean, no, they no, have, right now they've had gone to DA. He makes the right passes. Guys can't hit shots yeah. even when the defense collapses on him, and that's the problem. When this team turns the ball over – and can't hit three-pointers, it's when they lose. What have they done the last two games? Turn the ball over, can't hit three-pointers, they've lost two games in a row. I mean, that's just, this team will not succeed 
if they're not hitting those three-pointers, and if you're not getting offensive output from Mikhail and Cam. I've, been, I've said this all year. As those two guys go, this Suns team will go. And, and the last two games have proven that true. They need at least one of those two guys to find their stroke uh, to help this team out in game four. Because let's, okay, a lot of doom and gloom so far in this show, but it's still only 2-1 Lakers, right? You get a win in L.A., you've got home court back. But it doesn't feel like that, right? It doesn't feel no. like that, especially in this No, not, not game. after getting your ass kicked up well, and down the floor. But, but, but in a game that you felt like you could have taken if you just played a little bit better, right? Well, this, that's, this that's, game game that's game two. That's game two. Yeah, but game last two. game the Lakers were leading basically the entire game until campaign went crazy. And then, it, obviously, they fell apart again in the last four minutes of the game. It, well, this and again, game, that's the problem with the Suns right now is we're a ship without, the, uh, without a rudder. CP3 has been that rudder all season long. And and I agree with you both when you talk about Monty Williams probably should have given him rest. I mentioned on the last podcast, uh, I think that they should give him some rest because knowing he would have five extra days on top of the two extra, the two extra days coming into this game or the day and a half. And he would have had a better opportunity to be healthy. And he did come out and he did look like he was more engaged and he was dribbling with his right hand and he was making some shots. Uh, but then he was also getting physical. You know, the, the problem that Chris Paul has with himself is he can't get out of his own way. We've known that all season long when there's been opportunities to rest Chris Paul, when there's a back-to-back against a shitty team, he played. And those were the things that we would comment on throughout the season and be like, you know, Chris Paul's just being Chris Paul right now. And, and we love it and respect it, but you know, kind of to your point, Monty Williams has to be the coach here. He's got to temper that. Chris Paul can say, listen, I know my body. Yeah, but you don't know your 35-year-old body. You don't know your body in, in this iteration of your career and how it's going to respond to a, an injury that you haven't had before. I've never seen him have a stinger before. So you take all that into account, knowing that this team has has been playing. Uh, it, it was like had an opportunity to almost win the last game without CP3. There's a, there's a competitive mental edge that you have coming to this game if you're competitive and CP3 isn't a part of this roster. He was a part of this roster tonight. The Suns end up getting their ass kicked. Uh, we didn't get an opportunity to see any Javon Carter minutes, Langston Galloway minutes, Etwan Moore minutes, uh, which again could be another, you know, now you play those guys for 15, 20 minutes behind campaign who would, you know, start in this scenario. I don't care if you even start Etwan Moore like they did, like they did a game earlier in the season when CP3 sat out. I think it was against the Cleveland Cavaliers on a back-to-back. If you start him, and then you have Javon coming in and campaign coming in and links to It gives the Lakers more to have to game plan against because Monty's going to this traditional rotation thing and bless him for taking out uh, Dario Saric and saving us from watching that wreck this game. You know, hmm. he's going to that traditional uh, lineup set and it's just, it's not what has made this team successful all year long. Look, Monty right now is a doctor that's watching his patient flatline and not getting the paddles out you need to do something to jump start uh, jump start it right and and he didn't and i get it he he has trust in his guys he wanted to to believe in him but at some point you just have to go this isn't working how do we make this work what well, can we change to do something because right now the only thing on the other side of hard is the off season at this point. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I, I will I will say this, you know, we, for a lot of talk about us um, mentioning who does not have playoff experience like Mikael Bridges and DeAndre Aiden, uh, Monty Williams is definitely showing the lack of experience right now in the playoffs as a head coach and making the proper adjustments on a 
basically a quarter to quarter, half to half basis. And uh, that's something I did not see coming because I thought he learned his, um, you know, I thought he learned in New Orleans and, and also, you know, in, in Philadelphia. And uh, apparently it, there's still more to learn. And it's too early in the pod, but for the next game, do you expect Chris Ball to even play? I mean, the way you guys are sounding is like, should we even start? At this start point, Chris you Ball? have to now. I know yeah, you, you have, have to. But like, this game no. is the one game where everyone was asking, no. like, should he start or no? And it's no, like, yes, I don't he think has he to should. Start. You don't I think don't he should? Possibility going down three one to the Los Angeles Lakers. So, then, then so be it, dude. Is it, he really like it, the? It, I know it, he's it, been it, playing it, terrible, it, but like, he's there's at, other if players too if he's at that have not been doing their job. In game four, that's not going to make a damn bit of difference either. You well, might as well sit and hope that he's going to be seventy five percent at least when he comes CP- back for game five and hope that you can bring it, bring it home with game without him in game four. Teams CP3 played- isn't why Booker missed shots. He isn't why Jay Crowder. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of plans. CP3 was a minus 20 on the, uh, in the, in, in the plus minus tonight that there's a reason for that. He didn't play well. No. Yeah. Sorry guys. Not. I dropped off just to listen. No to what I thought I made you too mad. Sorry. No, no, <laughs> no I, I put it. Right. I put a note in the chat. Yeah, he went to go see. I know, mommy. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, it's 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 all good. Sorry, I was I was maybe a little bit frazzled after that game. Did he um, have anything to say? Yeah. Well, uh, he gave a lot of Montyisms. Um, <laughs> uh, Ramona Shelburne got from ESPN got on there and said, "Oh man, it's such a cruel world." Is it? Is it? Is you know how is CP handling all this? cruelty in his life for getting you know, injured in these playoffs. And mine's like, I'm the last person you need to be saying oh, that this is a cruel world too. Yeah. Um, so uh, wow. Chris Paul is an adult. He knows how he didn't use the word adult, but Chris Paul's got a lot of good things. He's got a wife and kids and all this money. He's a hall of fame career. He's going to be fine. Uh, so <laughs> let's not talk about how cruel it is. It's just a game. And that did kind of actually bring it home for me a little bit. I've, I've been uh, really frustrated since the, since the, you know, all the way through the game, actually. Um, but they really are just down to one. They have been resilient. He did not give an answer as to how they came out so flat after the halftime, but he did say it was incredibly bad how they came back after half, giving up 66 points in the second half. is just something this team just doesn't do. Um, so, and, and he admitted that the Lakers' physicality got under their skin. But, you know, you guys were talking about Booker when I just got uh, back on here. What was really happening is is the Lakers were double teaming Booker with abandon and leaving Chris Ball completely wide open because he knew he was one armed. There was nobody guarding Chris Paul in this game. It's like worse than Ricky Rubio because Rubio could at least pop up a three yeah. on a catch and shoot. You know, uh, this is this is this is awful, and and so that's why Chris Paul was a minus twenty, and the Suns were scored forty points in the first half. Obviously, they also missed shots and. Jay Crowder is look good lord. I mean, he's going to go 8 for 10 in the next game. God, I hope so because that guy is the most hot and cold guy I think I've ever seen on a basketball court and this is about the coldest spell I've seen. It's just crazy. But uh really the big story of the game I think is is that Chris Paul was being completely left by the Lakers and ignored and disrespected. And the only time he did anything positive was when he ran himself into another player and then fell to the ground. (laughs) Dave, do you think he should play in game four? I think uh, unless he has a, has some, well, fuck man, he should not have played tonight. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on real quick. Hold on real quick. Fuck. Booker Booker is now sorry. Booker is now going to the podium. I got to hear what Booker has to say. Go ahead. All right, you go away. Look, let let me say. 
real quick. Let's just, I got to drop this real quick. I got to okay. drop this real quick. Watch 2021. Dave came back with such positivity that I he thought did. we yeah. should talk about the positive aspect of this game. <laughs> and, and, you know, Saul, you mentioned it a little bit. Espo, you mentioned it a little bit as well. You know, DeAndre Ayton's performance thus far through the playoffs has been nothing short of amazing. You know, we, we had a group text going beforehand. And, you know, Saul, you did bring up the point that he was negative 14 because he spent all the time on the court with Chris Paul. So when you look at those plus minus numbers and you see DA is a negative 14, don't get fooled by the fact that, uh, you know, DA spent a lot of time with Chris Paul. But how ironic is it that the narrative for the Phoenix Suns, a guard-centric team that sent two guards to the All-Star game, now our, our offense probably has to rely on DeAndre Ayton. And he's delivering 22-11, and 11, 11 for 15 from the field, uh, two blocks, a steal. I mean, he is just, he's playing fantastic there you go, Suns fans. There you go. Everybody who wanted a bag on DA because he wasn't as physical as you want him to be, as he wasn't dunking the ball, and he was super efficient all year long. He just they never ran the offense through him. You now you're seeing the difference between when DA takes eight shots and DA takes 15 shots. He makes more points because he's efficient. So kudos to DA and his performance, not only tonight, but for the first three games. What do you go? 22 tw- or 21, 22, 22. I mean, he's just he's just consistent. All year long, just kind of consistent, consistently and consistent catching the ball, maybe. But he's putting the points up right now. We, I think it's time that we give him a little, uh, a little love. Well, he's answered the bell. I mean, everybody thought he was the the guy you you knew least of what you were going to get, and he's the guy that has brought it every night. And sure, maybe some of the Lakers' strategy was to try to drive the, the ball his way and see if he could handle it. Well, guess what? He's handled it. It's other guys that haven't. And, you know, I, I applaud him for it because there's been so many people that have questioned everything about him uh, over the last few seasons. And this guy takes it in stride and it's come out when the lights are brightest and it's showing he is the kind of big man that is a key to the future of this team, both defensively and offensively. And that's without a lot of help from the power forward spot. He's having to do everything with this big lineup against the Lakers on both ends of the floor. I wholeheartedly agree. Wholeheartedly agree. I, For as much DA bashing as there has been this season, um, and even there was even a certain point where he had, uh, you know, like a two- or three-week drought, and I was like, DA, what are you doing right now? Um, I, what he has done in these playoffs has shown you that he has that ability to be a, a focal point on both ends of the floor. And that's what you were hoping that you were going to get when you drafted him. And again, he's 22. He's about to be 23. He's still developing. And these playoffs, I think, are doing nothing more than instilling even more confidence in him and, and proving to him that he, he has what it takes to play at this level and play against the very best and dominate from time to time. And so that's, that's the bonus. That's the biggest takeaway that I will take away from this series if the Suns win or lose is that D.A. came to play and he showed everybody that he he can be reliable when you need him the most. But man, it, it's it, I'm, I, you know what? I'm just gonna stop right there because that's a positive note. I'm just gonna stop. There you go. <laughs> we didn't, yeah. What do you got, Matthew? No, and then also uh, Gambo's sources. He was talking about how I think Frank Vogel wanted to actually let him have the ball more on offense. You know, not pay too much attention to him, leave him there. And it seemed like then the first two games, a lot of the stuff was easy. But my favorite thing about Aiden is he knows exactly what to do on the court now, especially in the playoffs when his 
when his attention to detail is high in the playoffs, he is fantastic. Dude, the best actual play tonight was when Chris Paul was in the game, when pissed off Paul was in the game. That was actually pretty fun to watch in the beginning of the game was with Chris Paul when he was actually giving it to the refs. He slapped one of them away, I think, when they was touching him. I don't know if you guys saw that, but that was fantastic. But the play after that, when he brought it down the court, had his butt into the defender, and he knew DA like had to run to the hoop. And he did. Like he actually ran to the hoop as fast as he could. And like he didn't get himself into position as to get the ball and like make a play, but it opened up a lot from the offense. I think him just knowing what to do out there is really great. Even if the Lakers are kind of letting him do what he wants to do sometimes, not paint, you know, kind of locked down on the three-point shooters, that's fine. But D8 to capitalize on that is fantastic because that's the one thing that Mikhail Bridges really isn't doing right now. I think Mikhail, it, defensively, yeah, you're putting up with LeBron. Yeah, it sucks a lot, but there's a lot of times in the paint to tonight. There was two times where he was in the paint. He had a great look at the rim, and he didn't take the jump shot. So just stuff like that where you see DA kind of bring that over into the playoffs where he is actually he's doing a decent job, and that's what you want from him, man. I think he's doing a great job. It's, it's the- fun to watch him, man. Yeah, Tuesday night, we Saul and I didn't get a chance to to be on here, but uh, he had one of the best moves I've ever seen a big man make when he the had Gasol on him yeah. and the, the up little, and under. Yeah, uh, the, oh, yes. doc, the Dr. J. Yes, he Dr. Yeah. J'd it. And yeah, just Tom, for the record, Dr. J, Saul was yeah. on the podcast. He was like coming to us from like a parking lot. He's oh. like, hey, what's up, guy? And, this, and then he was gone. <laughs> and it sounded like he had no voice because I assume he was yeah. screaming his ass off. I think I was about to get it. raped in a garage. So I was like, <laughs> oh, Dario Sarge was around the corner smoking a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been great footage. So. I did not play well. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you guys think it's time that we rip Devin Booker so we can have yes. a good Booker rep <laughs> session? <laughs> And then Dave will come back and tell us what Devin Booker, the very vanilla answers that he gave. All the negativity is not let out yet. Well, I feel like oh, oh, I feel no, they haven't even begun. Devin now. Booker has, has the phrase be legendary tattooed on him, right? Yeah. Written, he was legendary tonight written in a shitty by, way. Written time. by Kobe Bryant in Kobe Bryant's ha- handwriting. This guy played great in the first two games, so I'm not going to take yeah. that away from him. But he's uh, in- not the first two games, but go ahead. Okay. The first game, Wait, yes. The first game, yeah. he played great. Had 30 in the second game. We'll because of 10 because garbage of free throws at the end. This is yes. true. Yes. Uh, but tonight, he had the opportunity to prove that he's at that level. You you talk about, well, they, they were double teaming him because of Chris Paul. Sure. Great players get double teamed. Great players figure out how to get work around that get their other teammates involved, hit their shots. They they figure it out. They figure out a way to get guys in foul trouble because they're, they're getting pressured like that. Devin Booker didn't step up tonight. He didn't do that. And he has to, this team has absolutely no chance. If Devin Booker is pedestrian, especially with Chris Paul like that. I totally agree with you, Espo. And I can't help, but think of that stupid, stupid, stupid open gym video. (laughs) about him complaining to uh, Joakim Noah about getting double teamed. He's like, hey, man, we're yeah. not doing that. And I remember a clip from Kobe talking about getting, you know, the same thing. Actually, they showed him the Devin Booker clip. He's like, I hope they send three at me. I don't give a shit. And, and that's where I'm like, I can't get that out of my head. I can't get that out of my head. And I want Booker to be legendary. We all do. But, bruh, like, you can't disappear like this in the playoffs. They, they, there's just no room for that. And when your team is struggling in the second quarter to score, 
and get any points whatsoever. Like you got to find that Kobe. You got to find that MJ inside of you and be that dog and make it happen for your team. You have to. And he didn't do it tonight. And, and I, there's a part of me that feels like Devin's a little tired. He looks a little worn down. But at the same time, so is everybody else outside of LeBron and AD. You know what I mean? So, so you say be legendary, right? His his idol, Kobe Bryant. Where was he tonight? In the house Kobe built. In the house that Kobe Bryant built. This was an opportunity, knowing that you have a hampered all-star next to you, to step up with the national lights upon you. You got the, the – you know, everybody's talking about Devin Booker, 30 points a game in the bubble against teams that didn't give a shit because they were actually going to the playoffs. You know, respect. He made those shots. He did play well. But you look at how he played tonight. His final uh, stat line for this evening, 6 for 19 from the field, 19 points, 6 for 7 from the free throw line. Again, some of those coming to garbage time. 1 for 4 from the 3. Uh, his only one was like the hardest one he took all night. He had some wide open ones just like all the, us, the rest of the Suns uh, and missed those. Four turnovers, another turnover in the last five minutes. I mean, it's like a Devin Booker-ism at this point. Like, it's five minutes. Okay, one possession. I got to get it to the other team. You know, and it's just... You had this opportunity to be legendary, Devin Booker, and I get it. First playoffs, young guy trying to navigate and understand what a, a, a really good defense is throwing at him. You know, unfortunately for Devin Booker, the first round of playoff action he's ever had the opportunity to play against is the defending NBA champions. That's a number one team that's long, has has length, has size, has all these things going against him. So you have to understand that it's not a t- it's not like. Luca last year, I forget who they played in the first round. Well, they're playing the Clippers right now, and he's toasting them. Fuck LA teams. But Devin Booker has this opportunity to step up, and, and he he was trash tonight. I, I saw in the text before the game, you must have said trash about Devin Booker like six times, and you went from trash to trash on all caps to trash because that's what he was tonight. <laughs> who he, was that? He, he got ejected. <laughs> he got uh, he, he, he got. A, a stupid Devin Booker technical emotional yeah. foul. He got he got ejected from this game. Like Devin Armani Booker, you're better than that, man. You we need you to be better than that. That's why oh, it takes time, though, John. I mean, we can't really trash him in this game. I don't think. I I'm mean, trashing him. I mean, if it gets to the point where it's a Paul George kind of player, which Devin Booker is not going to be that way. Devin Booker was the first, was only the fifth player in history to have 30 points in consecutive He'll be okay. playoff games. I'm not ever. too upset. Okay. I my hat might to be at the like, ball a couple times, but I'm not that upset anymore. Like, I, totally, I, I totally get that. That stat is cool and everything, but again, like he <laughs> How did he earn it? At the end of the game too, he, he got tons of free throws when the game didn't matter. It's it's like okay, ten well, free cool. points for him. Ten you know free. I mean? like, okay, know, okay. When, take when the three, stat out. Wait, wait. Take the stat out. He was still three, one of their best two when players. When there was three forty-three left to go <laughs> in the game, be. and the game was tied, where did Devin Booker go? No, nowhere. Nothing happened. He didn't do anything. He threw the ball away. He had a turnover what? when the game was tied in game two. You know, a key possession. Well, everybody threw the ball, ball away tonight. Script, but well, tonight, yeah. 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 No, we're talking about game two. Yeah. Look, when you jump I didn't back get a chance to vent about game All right, two. Dave, welcome back. Did you hear Devin Booker's press conference? Give us highlights. What do you got from press <laughs> What was he wearing? Yeah. Press row. He actually sounded. What was he wearing? <laughs> what was he wearing? He was wearing his usual. <laughs> was it buttoned all the way up? Or did he drop no, a actually, button just it for Kendall? Just, it, was, it was open, actually, in the middle. Yeah, Ooh, okay. Kendall's in oh, the crowd, and they're in oh. L.A., dog. <laughs> so I heard Devin Booker and Chris Paul both. Okay. Uh, Devin Booker uh, actually sounded like his normal self. He was back to his stoic, not making any any uh, demonstrative 
comments or anything like that. He's just like, hey, we just got to come back and get better. We played bad today. We got to come, you know, all that stuff. So he he was like a zero in in what he gave. Chris Paul was, on the other hand, in a really crappy mood. As well, uh, he should be. <laughs> and guess how he closed out his press conference? First of all, Dwayne Rankin asked him, "So, uh, did did you re-injure the shoulder on that fall? You know, it looked like you were holding, you know, your arm really close. I got kneed in the nuts." <laughs> he got the Crowder special. the nuts. Yeah, I just see him grabbing those. So yeah, so no, he and then he then uh, and then toward the end, as people are asking, so I all, all, all this, all that, he's like eleven in a row. If I was a betting wow. man, eleven in a row. Fuck, dude. What do you think eleven in a row is? Number that, that gets into the NBA finals. Oh, man. Nope. No, he's bringing 11 back straight it. losses in the playoffs with Scott Foster as a oh, round. He said that. Oh. <laughs> he repeated oh. it like four times. Oh. 11 in a row. I like it. Good. Okay. He should, he should okay. be pissed off. Get it, Chris. I, well, I, I mean, want even, the, even the commentators Ooh. were saying how physical the Lakers were getting and there was no calls. I, I you know, Honestly, I'm a little upset that Booker didn't show. Some frustration. He in, did in the, the wrong game. ways. Yeah, yeah well, oh, sure. He did on the, the court game. in the yeah. post game. Come out and be like, "Look, we I played terribly. This wasn't a good game. This isn't going to happen no. again." Something. He doesn't ever give that stuff. He never has, and he's had a really good season. So uh, no, I was actually Call of Duty man. Show it on the floor. <laughs> uh, they asked him why. You know what happened there at the end when you got yourself ejected? He's like, "We were losing." <laughs> that was all he said. <laughs> We were losing. He got ejected. I turned the game you do. Yeah, but he, he didn't ejected. get ejected like seventy times two seasons ago. Like <laughs> he should be. He should be used to understanding what it feels like to lose. It shouldn't oh, make geez. you fly off the handle. Well, well no, I mean, he's gotten himself ejected at the end of really. De- was here. The, the thing is, they got him tonight. The Lakers, and they've gotten him three games in a row physically. They got him. KCP, you know what? I do not wish injury on anybody. But KCP did not look like he just had a quad contusion yeah. uh, leaving yeah. that game. He looked like he couldn't keep his knee straight when he was walking off. Schroeder so we'll see about down. that. Yeah, Schroeder can probably get over that. But, man, KCP has been a dog in right up on Devin Booker all series long. And I think it got in, finally got into Booker's head. And Booker finally got frustrated, and they started missing his shots, and and then you know drawing getting his he fouled out before yeah. he got ejected. Yeah, Schroeder I mean, also, Schroeder <laughs> also looked like he was Ricky and freaking Boys in the Hood running down the freaking alley when he got pushed by freaking Crowder, <laughs> getting blasted and rolling all over the floor like he was just yeah, dying. like dude, calm down, you're not on fire. We don't have a blanket. Calm yeah, shit. I love how guys get all tough when they've got LeBron James and Anthony Davis right? scoring all the points for them. Right. Oh, I know. That's the worst thing to watch is that bench celebrating while he's posting up Jay Crowder. I I'll hate be the that. Ba- so I'll be the much. baddest dude in the club if I have those two behind me. Let's go. You know what? Andre Drummond had to practice his post up moves because he's yeah. terrible at them. <laughs> he's pretty bad. Right. By the way, I, never liked I I hate to say this, but. Jared Dead- Dudley is dead to me after seeing him <laughs> being the hype man on the bench there for LeBron and, and AD. I, I hey, love me, JD. But, but yes. I'll tell you this. Last 10 years for this I, franchise, their Espo. I, I, I tell you, he might be dead to me, but it's still the best sandwich in Marley's is the Dudley. This is true. It comes on ciabatta. Very it's true. a chicken with sprout. It's delicious. So Get it on a real, wrap. Real quick, too. if you're watching the podcast, give us a thumbs up. Smash the thumbs up button. 
in the in the YouTube chat if you're watching on us, that. People. Give us a good thumbing uh, <laughs> right in the nuts if you can. We, the let us, let the us manscape before you do it, though. Well, right. I mean, speaking of manscape, I think it's about time where we at least dish this out. Jam star of the game. Just a reminder, if you're watching along live in the chat, let us know who your jam star of the game is. I think we can kind of unanimously say the smooth baller of the night is DeAndre Ayton. Is there anybody here who objects? I object. <laughs> no. I object. All right, All right what do you got, Matthew? I, I got Jake Crowder. He's the only reason I got up to my TV and Dude, was excited you can't to watch say the game. Your Invisalign is the MVP thank, of the game there. Thank you. Yeah, you deserve to get Jake banned. Crowder. If you don't look, Devin Booker, DeAndre, DeAndre Ayton was the was the smooth baller of the game by far. The JM star of the game. Look, if you don't want your boys to look like uh, like the Suns played uh, tonight, Foster. Manscape. Use the code Flaming Baller. Save twenty percent. Give free I only have three boys. I have to get that in. It's it's required every it's show. Required. So. Oh, and we're gonna be we're gonna be doing Manscape stuff stuff <laughs> soon. So it'll be like use the code Jam or something. We made it, John. We got where, Manscape. Yeah, we got. We're we gonna have Manscape on the, on the Manscape Jam Mondays. session. We're just all Manscape razors. Tutorial videos. So as we look towards, wow. As we look towards game four. <laughs> Game four, 12.30 p.m. Arizona time. We play against the Los Angeles Lakers for the fourth freaking time ah, this series. Uh, but, you know, it, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. I have a lot of faith in this team. I, I, You know, one thing that Monty has done well is adjust. He didn't do it today at all in any way, shape, or form, <laughs> especially going into the second Jeez. half. But, but knowing, you know, throughout the season, uh, you know, Dave, you know, in fact, Dave, you know how uh, – you, you were talking on Bright Side of the Sun about how the Suns are relative to consecutive losses and things of that nature, correct? Yeah, they've only... Uh, hold on, hold yes. on, hold on. Dang, stop me. Had to get, get that in. Man. I got to oh, look yeah. it up. Status oh, up. Yeah. Status night. up. All right. Well, I did put this on Bright Side. Uh, the Suns are pretty freaking good after a loss, period. <laughs> and they've only lost two games in a row. Like four times this year, correct, and and they've only lost three games in a row once this year. Very so, early in the season. Very early in the season, back in, when they were eight and eight. So if you feel like they're they're back to that level of team, then you know all those numbers go out the window. If you feel like they're only Chris Paul away from getting back to and and if Chris Paul doesn't play well on Sunday, you can throw that out. But the team and they're also league best on the road, league best after a loss. League best on the on the road in the clutch. I mean, they've well, got all so these things going right now. for them. I really was worried. <laughs> Actually, going into the uh, this game, I will tell you that I thought there was a better than average chance that the Suns were going to get blown out in this game because of the magnitude of the moment. This I tweeted this morning that this is the toughest game of their careers. Almost every one of these guys. What is incredibly disappointing is that the two two of the worst players on the court, this is not the toughest game of their career. Jay Crowder's been in the playoffs eight straight years. 1%. Chris Paul, unfortunately, physically, he couldn't do it tonight, tonight, but he's been in the playoffs 12. This is 13. Yeah, this is the first time he's had to do it one-armed, so that makes it Well, he's done it one-legged before. He's 
poor guys had lots of issues. Yeah, I don't know if there's a player in history. Jay Crowder that's ever had should not have been this stuff. bad. No, no, he that's should not. That's my 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 rough baller of the night. <laughs> rough baller. My hairy. He's got that razor burn. Of the night. Oh. <laughs> well, it depends if you like my hair or not. Big so. bush baller of the a night. Big bush baller. Yes. Oh, new Crowder. Oh yeah, fro ball. I'll tell you what. Right who, who else? Now, uh, we got I don't think you could call it fro. I think it's stubble, right? It's stubble because it's uncomfortable ball. to watch. Yeah, like pokes. Right? Yeah, the yeah. legs in the eighties really get it. In the eighties, blonde... it was the bushy. No, but so bushy that you can't even see the balls, baller. That's oh my god. Can you cover that blonde's ears behind you, Espo? Yeah, I don't think this is appropriate. Oh man. Okay, but but we also but you you know we also got to say who's the mini. Mini smooth baller of the of the campaign not making again, any man. comments. Campaign, campaign, kicks him in the second half. But the reason I can't give him the full game smooth baller is because the first half he looked overmatched as well. He had a really rough, rough stretch in the first half. Uh, but in the second half, then he became the the campaign we really like. I'd, I'd like him to actually do that when they're not down fifteen. Can you do that when you're not down fifteen, please, Cam? That's what I want to see before you it's become funny. a smooth baller of the night. I was I was watching uh, the game with my wife, and she kept saying two things. She kept referencing uh, "Silence of the Lambs." She's like, "Put the ball in the basket," it puts over and the over. Ball and, in the basket. Yeah, and she's like, "She's like, Dude, maybe they just forgot to do that tonight, honey." And I'm like, you know what? I think you're right. You know, they just weren't scoring at all. It was so frustrating. And then, yes, they make the run at the end of the game. So when you look at the final score, and it still is what a 14 point whooping. Mm-hmm. It could have been worse. Yeah, we're back. We're back to that. The it could have been worse. It could have been worse. worse. Hey man, we've been podcasting a long freaking time. (laughs) I think I believe that was their marketing slogan three years ago. Yeah, that that was the hashtag in seventeen. Right? Hashtag could have been worse. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, guys. Go ahead, Sal. Game four. uh, And I don't know about you guys, but I feel like game four um, is going to make or break this series for the Suns. I know teams have come back from three to one. Three one. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I'm not breaking any news. They called. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. Right. They call Saul. You know, but what I'm going to say is this: I do believe that they're going to come back, and and the way they come back, win or lose, I think will will dictate how they play and possibly come back. Even if they lose Game Four, if they're competitive and let's say they lose at the buzzer or they lose by one or two, I think they come back. They get a little bit of momentum, just like Cleveland did against the Warriors back in, you know, in I think 17 or 16 with LeBron, they were down 3-1. They won at home. They just knew they – or they they won at, uh, on the road, and then they had to come back home. They knew they needed to get that next one. And if they did that, they were going to be okay in game seven. And I feel like the Suns, every good team bounces back. And, and I know the Suns have done that all season long. This is the playoffs, a little bit different. But a good team will bounce back. I expect Devin Booker to have his best – game of this series in game four i'm i'm thinking 40 plus because he's gonna have that eye he just All right, has me, to awesome awesome how call, does he get Saul. It? but i'll I tell you what how's he get it yeah well he can get it the way you got it in game one man he was he was going really well uh, but i'll tell you what what i think has got to happen is either jay or mikhail gets 18 plus points if jay or mikhail get 18 plus points in game four the Suns have a huge chance to beat these guys because, you know, everyone's talking about the size. Yes, the Lakers have huge size. But I'll tell you what, if the Suns are making their threes, they give up the layups without the and ones. 
and they're still up in the freaking game. You make more shots, and then you win the game. That's the way it is. If you don't give up all the free throws to make up the difference. So you can be the old D'Antoni style, which was never foul a layup. D'Antoni, the Suns were the lowest fouling team in the league back in the SSOL days because D'Antoni was like, we'll just get it back on the other end. Give us three seconds. So that's what they've got to do is they come back, force the Lakers to spread out, go small. We don't need Frank. You don't need Dario. Yeah, uh, uh, except for the few minutes that DA has to sit, because God, you got to play DA another forty-three minutes again. I think on on Sunday, mm-hmm. you play DA forty-three minutes. You get uh, you get Frank and Dario splitting the other five, and then you got you just got Tory Craig and Jay and Mikel and Cam Johnson, just fanning out and pulling everybody out of the paint, and then you dive in for offensive rebounds when you need them. You don't you don't just force DA to be the only guy trying to to rebound among the trees. That's how you win on Sunday by making your freaking shots. You get the number seven offense in the league for the year, but the number one offense in the league from January 8th, 28th forward. These guys just got to make the shots again. That's it. That'll get them game. And you know what? Then it's tied two two again. And then the Suns have home court advantage again. Games five and seven at home. The entire thing shifts if you get Sunday's game. Look, I'm going to channel my inner Paul Westfall. They're going to go win Sunday. They're going to win I game four. I tried this four. the other day. Don't get Tuesday, to five. Tuesday, they're going to win, win to game five. five. They're going to come back Sunday in Phoenix for game seven, and they're going to win there. And everybody's going to say what a great series it's been, and it has been. We just haven't liked it too much so far. You I, got I, closer than I did, Espo. I got it exactly they right. Saturday, not Sunday. Oh, so they come back the Sunday. Wrong. If, well, if they come back Sunday, the series will be over. Nah, it's Saturday they'll come back. Look, they're gonna win. <laughs> they're gonna win. I've said seven. I have faith that this team finds a way to bounce back. That Monty figures out how to how to change his rotations. I think you're right. You're gonna have to go smaller, and you're gonna have to try to basically use the Lakers' size against them. Uh, yep. And and use that if you start hitting those threes, it's gonna open up things inside too. I'm saying Suns and seven still. This team has been too good all year long for them to go out like they played tonight. And I think tonight was a wake-up call. They took the punch, and now it's time to wake up and and react to it, respond to it. I think they'll do that on Sunday. I think they're going to take care of business at home. What do you think, Matthew? John, you're probably going to want to cut me out from this one because I'm going to say the Suns <laughs> lose the next two games. Ooh, but oh. what? what's going to be fun but next to win game, the championship why is he next still year? on this pod? I know. But this, I'm a Suns. This no, is what's going to happen. Go ahead. First, go we're going to have an injury. Be a realist. Go ahead. We're going to come out in the first quarter. There's going to be some injury to DA or Booker. And then we're going to lose the next two get games. Get him out of here. <laughs> get him out of here. You said to let him speak. Wow. Fucking Android users. I know. For real. That's why Next thing you're going to Oh my gosh! Is that what you honestly think, though? You think break it down, Matthew? No, I do. I honestly think that. I think the Suns. I think yeah, we we learned a lesson here this series. I think it's on to the next season. I'm sorry. I think this series is over. But you gotta predict people getting hurt. Yeah, I know. Come on, now that's overboard. Come on. Why you went too far? Come on. I'm sorry. I really am. Your, God predict. told me to say Look, it. Matthew's message is that next year is the year. Is this some reverse jinx? Next year. 
Matthew's trying uh, to. Matthew's clearly playing the reverse <laughs> jinx on it. You know, as I look okay. at game, uh, at game, Matthew just take that. Be Matthew just takes himself out. <laughs> I just want, yeah, I just want to get kicked out. <laughs> he's oh, he's Devin, Devin, Devin Bookering like, it. He's like four picks on Sunday. Kicked out in the he final likes, minute. He likes to get <laughs> yeah. punished. Listen, listen, game, game four <laughs> likes to be punished. Slog me, Dave. I honestly you read my journal, my diary. I honestly later, believe <laughs> that the Suns are going to come out in game four. And because now you have the, the Lakers believe they have a mental edge. They think that they've pushed the Suns to a point of breaking. You can see with LeBron dancing like an idiot, Montrez Harrell getting technicals for dancing on the sidelines. You know, they're, they, 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 they think they have that mental edge now that the Suns felt like they had after game one, after they won that first game and everybody's like, oh shit, you know, every podcast and, you know, every national pundit who sat there and said the Lakers were going to win, were like, well, I think we have to worry about the Suns here. And all of a sudden they started caring uh, about the Phoenix Suns and, and putting that into their ear and they lost their edge. Now, now the, the edge is coming, is going to be coming from the Phoenix Sun size. They're, it's going back to the kind of like, no one believes us uh, in us mentality that the Suns have kind of had all year long. Nobody thought they were going to be the number two seed. Monty was saying it, you know, prior to the series starting. So I think they're going to come out with that edge. I think they're going to go out, win that game. And I agree. I think if this is going to go all seven. I really do. It's going to be a, a, an intense physical series. You know, I just, I think that, you know, Dave is spot on. The way that you defeat this team is, is shoot your threes. Oh my wow. God. What just Saul? happened with Saul? In that kind of night. <laughs> my man. Wow. But it's like oh, we man. say when they hit, when they hit, they bounce back. Okay. So it's time to bounce back against this team. Yeah. And if you're interested, ladies and gentlemen, you want to join all of us, including Matthew, who will be rooting. He's got the over under for injuries in the first quarter of game four. <laughs> we will be coming from we dude, will be con- Matthew. Just leave it at that. Anybody, dude, Matthew, if somebody gets hurt in the first just, quarter, just leave. You yeah. better just leave. leave. I'm gonna <laughs> expect all the trash yeah. to be thrown at me. Just oh, Steve Steve Bartman. Predict that. Oh my gosh. Uh, I do I'll tell you what, here's my biggest worry about Sunday, though. My biggest (laughs) worry about Sunday is LA Light Knife Nightlife is undefeated and they have two days off. Well, get that shit done tonight. (laughs) By the way, Fabio and Coda Kid in the chat are with Dave, Sons and Eight. So we're still good. (laughs) Sons and Eight. But we will be coming to you live from the Four Peaks location located in Tempe, Arizona, uh, right there on 8th Street. Many of you, I know, that I, are, how, many U of, Four Peaks. How, how many U of A guys are in here? Raise your hand if you're a U of A guy. Oh, yeah. Jeez. And, and Dave, don't you have a daughter who went to U of A? I have, I have actually three. Yeah. Okay. So That's there's a lot right, of wildcats in here. You know, Four Peaks is more of an ASU place. So just don't wear that wildcat shit around there. Okay. Where you're. I, I support ASU just to give crap to my kids. Uh, you know what the <laughs> You know what the funny thing is? There's actually five peaks, but the ASU people couldn't count them correctly, and they named oh, it Four Peaks. No. Oh, oh. Actually, the Forkums <laughs> has three peaks. You could have gone with that one. I could have. But then what, what, do you, what do you say to so. a U of A guy when he's on your front porch? <laughs> you thank him and pay for the pizza. 
<laughs> so we'll be coming to you live from the Four Peaks location. So we'll be watching the game down there. Come down. We'll have some merch to give away to some of the Jamsters and the Flaming Ballers. Then afterwards, we'll see if there's going to be any hot blondes who want to hang out in the background behind Espo once yeah. again. So also hey, a, we need I, the I live have, hot blondes. I, so I also have a couple. All of shirts. you ballers in the <clears throat> chat, whoever's the hot blonde, come on down to Four hey, Peaks and stand I, behind I, us. I also I, have a couple uh, playoff shirts from uh, the other night's game. Uh, that will give away as well. Fantastic. Way, I hope that I get one of those. By, by the way, the blonde's going to have to travel pretty far because I'm going to be coming to you live from Houston, Texas. So, oh, okay. so well, okay, I will stand not behind be at me the and then I'll. Uh, I mean, they were standing I'll, behind Matthew, on. too. Or what if they think they're what they're hot? They inch- and then they show up and you're like, nah, you're not going to do. <laughs> and then they're like, okay. <laughs> What is your job? the one who gets injured in the first quarter. Now this is turning into like a wet t-shirt contest. So I don't know. Dude, what the heck is going on right now? I'm going to walk out before I get in trouble. You need a girlfriend. You need help. I'm so lonely here, Saul. (laughs) (laughs) Four four beers in by myself. The Invisalign's the closest thing he has to a partner. It's pretty (laughs) sad. (laughs) (laughs) I tuck him in right next to me at night. You're not supposed to wear them. Oh, man. <laughs> On that note, ladies and gentlemen, oh, wow. I think it's time to wrap everything up. So if you are watching along live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, again, wow. we appreciate it. If you're listening on the Bright Side of the Sun, the po- the Sun Podcast Network, <laughs> we appreciate that as well. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit a thumbs up. Uh, you can become an elite jamster or a flaming baller by clicking the join bo- button and following the link in the description. Uh, looks like the sun solar panel win jamsters. Looks like uh, the flaming ballers outbid us. Congrats. More money went to those guys. Uh, we're going to need it because uh, blow up dolls are expensive. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. You can follow me at Darth Voida on Twitter. You can follow Matthew. Matthew on Saturday at four peaks. <laughs> Matthew, let's see. DM me. Espo, you can do your little thing. Yeah. <laughs> you can uh, you, you can follow Slide me at right the, the DMs. You you can follow me at the divorce line because if my wife listens to this, I'm in big trouble. Uh, you can follow Dave King at Dave King NBA. The NBA is there because that's what the Suns try to pretend they're playing, but they didn't quite get there tonight. Oh. So you can follow at Saul Bookman. Uh, Saul Bookman at Saul underscore Bookman. The underscore is there. So the blonde has space to get in between the soul <laughs> and the bookman. Hey! Hey! Oh, hey now! Hey! You can follow the show at some solar panel. Uh, you know, I don't even know what that is. This, this show basically is exactly what we all needed after whatever oh, yeah. that game yeah, was. True. So... So thank you for ending it in the most bizarre way I think we've ever ended it. There's no, I, that's solar jam There's no eye contact in the Devils three-way. Two dudes. Oh <laughs> wow. The Sun Devils three-way. It's two people oh, they can't count. So. Matthew, just say it. Go home and love family. <laughs> let me hear it. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Come on, let me hear you say. Be-